Thousand dollar hookers. I'm Jackie. Delay of game? Never heard of it. I'm Justin. 53 Tommy. Whizzle left. Rutabaga on 14. Then you snap it. I'm Sam, and this is Any Given Sunday on Stinker Madness. Hello and welcome to Stinker Madness. This is part one of a two-parter. Uh, the first time we've actually ever done it this way. The only other... We've had a couple two-parters. I can't remember. Dreamcatcher's the one that sticks in my mind. But uh, this time we have only watched half of the movie because this thing is fucking almost three hours long. Or no, like almost four hours long. Uh, and I ain't got time for that. So uh, we uh, watched half of it, and we're going to talk about the first half. It's called Any Given Sunday, and it's currently streaming on Netflix. Sam, go. There are 3,000 cuts in this movie. 3,000 cuts? It's cutty. 3,000 <laughs> cuts. Uh, it was uh, intentional. It was planned. Okay. Apparently, uh, I think the guy's name is Robert Richardson. Is I think he was filming... Uh, bringing out the dead with Scorsese and he usually shoots all these movies, but all he, he couldn't do it. And all he was like, that's okay. This is going to be hell. Um, I don't know if he even wanted Richardson to do it. He got Salvatore Totino. This is his first movie. He had only done music videos before and Oliver Stone's like, that's going to be fine because you're really going to play that's going to play well into this because these shots are not going to be long. You're, there's not going to be any long takes. There's not going to be really super complicated rig setups, but there's going to be super complicated sports setups. Mm, okay. On the day one of shooting, Salvatore Totino showed up and Oliver Stone said, "Welcome to Vietnam." Yeah. Salvatore Totino lost 18 pounds shooting this movie. Oh my god! And uh, like all the PTSD, right? I'm assuming he came back yeah. from no, he the shooting yeah he didn't with uh, he, some baggage. He did okay. I mean, it's odd that the 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 sort of parallels drawn between this movie and Concussion. I'll talk about in a second here. But when, he shot Concussion when he, he shot uh, uh, when he got no done, way home when he got done with this and he landed on the plane. You know, back in his hometown when he came off the plane, did he get spit on by hippies? I don't believe so. Okay. All right. How has his medical benefits been since shooting this movie? I mean, I've he I've heard that, you know, it could be it could be a bit of a process, you know, after, you know, because of the v VA. Because you said it went to Vietnam. I mean, that like, fuck off, Oliver Stone. Vietnam, eat a dick, man. Those people actually. Well, he was there. No. He was there. Oliver Stone? He knew how. Yeah. Oliver Stone went to Vietnam. Platoon is about him in Vietnam. I thought it was about. He, he was a photographer, I think, but. Um, yeah, then it's not about him in Vietnam. He was in Vietnam, so okay, we he, can't he discount spent, that. He, he took a trip to Vietnam one day, but I don't think. I, don't, I, I, I no, think he's, he's pushing it. No, it, no. Um, he, I think he, he's, I got, think he's, he's got a lot of bars, okay? okay. <laughs> all, right, all right, all right. So I'm not going to discount Vietnam. anything. <laughs> and he's kind of an asshole. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> It seems like people that like him like him and that everybody that doesn't really like him that worked for him is like, I'm never working for that guy again. Oh, sure. my God. Yeah. James Woods loves him. Oh, I, there you go. Um, Perfect fit. <laughs> Perfect fit. 
so when you're shooting a movie intentionally to have 3000 cuts, mm-hmm. he had to four editors editing yeah. simultaneously and he's like bouncing back and forth making sure that the sequences are right. Apparently the NFL almost participated in this and then didn't and there was like 8 months of delays due to the NFL not doing it. So they take some weird shots at the league and then I didn't notice this but in the half that we watched there's a moment where she's like trying to fuck with the mayor to get a new stadium. Mm-hmm. And he mentions the Dolphins, and mm-hmm. it's like, oh, you're not getting a new stadium if the Dolphins are still in town, honey. Fuck yeah, right. off. Yeah, sure. Fuck off. If this sure. is UFL, come on now. Yeah. Give me a break. But the movie never really commits to that. Never really does. Oh, it's- Doesn't commit to a number of things. It's not a play off the NFL. They're not supposed to be in the NFL type level or- No, because it takes place, as Sam just said, it takes place in the same universe- as the NFL. So it can't be the NFL. It's the but does it. BFL. It has to. It has to be the NFL. Yeah. Or, or at a competitive level against it. That line that is made to just wave a finger at the NFL for like uh-huh. wasting all their time just takes some of this movie out at the knees. Yeah. Yeah, totally. It doesn't work. Well, there's some other things, but. But. It's a one of a million things where it's like, I think he's going for this, but this other thing took that idea out at the knees. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sure. Yep. This is supposed to be the top level of competition. All of the media, all of the rich people, all of the... This is not Bon Jovi and an Arena League team. <laughs> <laughs> it It's a whirlpool. It is a whirlpool. So he... In the writing process, this is a whirlpool. Like, he really just was like, I'm going to make the most hard movie to make ever and make it fucking harder. And then I'm going to put myself in it throughout the whole fucking thing. Because right. he's the the uh, color man, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Tug Kowalski. Tug Kowalski. <laughs> man, did you see Tug Kowalski back in the 50s play for the uh, Memphis Bulldogs? Man, he was he was a hell of a linebacker. So wait, who All right. who was the director? Oliver, Oliver Stone. Stone. But but he was in the movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's the play-by-play guy. He's not the he's not the play-by-play guy, he's the color guy in the booth for the He's the big fat one with the fuzzy hair? Nope. Black hair. Yep. He's got like bracks just for men happening. He's the guy that looks like Oliver Stone. I don't know who Oliver Stone is. Okay, good. You're on a movie podcast. I'll I'll just go ahead and Remind you of that uh, <laughs> little tidbit. In her defense, what have you done for us lately, Ollie? Uh, what has Ollie stole? He did something recently that, like, I gained respect back for him. Like, there was the Prometheus crap that was terrible, but recently it was Prometheus like, wasn't him. That's like, fucking Ridley Scott. Oh, you're yeah, on that's a movie podcast, asshole. Yeah, you're, you're on right. a movie I'm podcast. A, movie po- what the fuck? I'm the only person that pays attention to these directors. Is that what's happening uh, here? Uh, yeah, maybe I'm thinking of Ridley Scott. So uh, the last thing that he did that I liked was W. Okay. That no, was, was, I that liked wasn't it. it. That wasn't it. No. And he hasn't done one since 2016. And yeah, Snowden was his last big one. Yeah, no, it turns out I don't really like uh, Oliver Stone. God, Platoon sure is a good movie, though. Oh, heaven and heaven and it's heaven and earth. I think that is a fucking great movie, too. His His two Vietnam movies are fucking great. Yeah, okay. And he wrote Conan. That was fun. Kind of. I don't think they really... Milius kind of took the comic book 
I don't think it's his script that ends up being the what we actually see in Conan, but sure. In what's odd about this one is it's like there's something weird that he like loves the NFL, but then in the process of making this, ends up hating the NFL. That gets muddled in the delivery of the film. Okay. Uh, and then he also sort of goes back to like the way he made Natural Born Killers, mm-hmm. even though he did Nixon, which was very well received, and. Uh, U-Turn, which I don't think anybody watched, in between, which were more conventional filmmaking. U-Turn probably had a bunch of bullshit in it, and that's why nobody watched it. But Nixon wasn't this 3,000 cuts, fucking psychedelic smorgasbord of fucking sound effects. Because it's not like it was one of those where it's like, oh, we'll get it into post and we'll just we'll fix it. And we'll just over edit it and it'll be psychedelic. No, this is all on fucking purpose. Mm-hmm. Like every one of these fucking cuts is basically planned wow. to have sound that makes it do this exact thing. There's juxtaposition constantly mm-hmm. throughout the entire film that would work. But then there's this other thing that doesn't. This bag is so stuffed that the bottom shot out of it, and then it all bounced back into, I, like, a confetti cannon. I don't know if it would have worked, Sam. I just, I don't I don't see I it. don't think it would have, but it's on purpose. Yeah. That's okay, what right. I'm saying. It's on purpose. I get that. But uh, so is the Bay of Pigs, right? You know. To further JFK. the muddling. Yeah. Okay. That was, you know. Little, yeah, because he did JFK. Because he directed JFK. See, see what I did there? It's called history. This, you guys should look it up. Yep. <laughs> I, I am on a film able- podcast. Uh-huh. Nice. I don't think there's, I don't think there's as many fucks in this one as JFK. No, <laughs> there is 117 fucks at least, according to the IMDb. Yeah, yeah. And the 3,000 cuts is a minimum. Like people got tired of counting. How many fucks is that per cut? How many? What's the fuck cut ratio? <laughs> I'm not good at okay. math. I'm. I got the history and sort of the movies thing, but the math I'm. I'm weak it's on. like around around 30 cuts. Per fuck. Thir- okay. <laughs> Somewhere in there. 28, maybe. Um, that's going to that's gonna come up on Jeopardy someday. He did a director's cut of this movie. Okay. <laughs> and it's six minutes shorter. Okay. <laughs> Still, that's weird. Some, somehow it's 4,000 cuts, but uh, weird. While still leaving Jim Caviezel on the cutting room floor oh, no. as um, Al Pacino's son. Oh, Jimmy And C. Sizemore's on the cutting room floor. There's a bunch of people. Tommy Sizemore. There's a bunch of oh, my God. all of Anne Margaret's callbacks, which were apparently numerous and very stressful on the cutting room floor. Like, maybe this thing could be five hours long. I don't think it would make any sense still, but it could be five hours long if they didn't, you know. And that when he went back to make the director's cut, he's like, I need to, I need to cut more out of this. <laughs> I, I gotta, gotta axe this down. And he added like 12 minutes of footage and it ends up being six minutes shorter. Maybe so. uh, maybe all those Anne-Margaret callbacks really didn't have anything to do with the movie. He just wanted Anne-Margaret to come back. Maybe. Yeah. She seems nice. She seems nice and she's a lovely woman. To add to the muddling, he adapted his own screenplay, Monday Night, another screenplay, Any Given Sunday, and another screenplay, Playing Hurt, and then found the book, You're Okay, It's Just a Bruise, A Doctor's Sideline Secrets, and that's what he stuffed into the screenplay. Okay, all right. 
the so James wait, Woods. You said any given Sunday was the screenplay that he stuffed in the screenplay. So are you saying that he had like a not, not a storyboard, but just a basic rough sketch, and then was like, wait, I read all this other crap. What if I just stuff all the other crap in with my crap? Yeah, he was like, I got a, I got a Monday night, mo- mo- uh, Sunday or Monday night football movie. I got this movie, and then they're like, oh, there's this spec script that we got called Any Given Sunday. He's like, oh, let me read that. And he's like, oh, there's a lot of good stuff in there. And then he's like, I found this other one playing hurt. There's a lot of good stuff in there. And I just finished reading, uh, you know, it's just a bruise. So I'm gonna just mash it all up. I'm gonna mash it all up into a you know ten hour fucking orgy of editing. Great. Yeah. The I- James Woods and uh, what's-his-face, the his assistant, Matthew Modine. Matt, there we Matthew go. Matthew Modine, yeah. The Matthew Modine is basically the Robert Hazanga character that uh, he quit the Raiders after the Mike Harden case where the oh, head yes. doctor's All. like, let him play. Nobody knows about it. It's like, I had to dig way deep in uh, old – Sports Illustrated articles, but apparently at one point, like <laughs> Sam he went was, to the vault, guys. The sticker madness vault and cruised <laughs> through all of our back issues of of Sports Illustrated using the the what are those damn machines called that we've got down there that you you know microfiche yeah microfiche. He's going through the articles and he he learned who Batman was at the same point in time. But uh, we're gonna just focus on the Sports Illustrated. <laughs> what are you talking about? You dug through a bunch of Sports Illustrateds. Well, I was curious because apparently <laughs> Hazenga quit the Raiders because Mike Harden, their safety, had a broken neck. And he's like, if he gets hit the right way, he's probably going to fucking die. And they're like, he's going to be fine. Okay. He'll be fine. So he uh-huh. quits. And it was like John Rosenthal or something like that that was the head medic. But the all of that Cameron Diaz, uh, Matthew Modine, and uh, James Woods shit is basically from that book, whereas... You probably got the Dennis Quaid shit from playing Hurt, and then him playing Tug Kowalski was probably from his script, and then the <laughs> Steam and Jimmy Beeman shit is probably the racially motivated shits any given Sunday. Okay. Got a real melting pot. Here. Yeah. I uh, don't know if that's... Uh, all right. well, yeah, we'll find out next week whether this is a doer or a don't for me. Either way... It makes a hundred million worldwide. It's good against fifty-five. I think it basically did a little bit better than broke even domestically, but this won three blockbuster awards, which means it fucking killed it in the rental market, which is where I saw it. Yeah, I went to Blockbuster and rented it, and I watched it twice because I thought I liked it. I've seen it like four or five times since then. I don't know how many times I've actually watched this movie, and this is the first time because I was pausing all the time because there is. Very key points and plot points that are important to the story and what's going on that are just like little glyphs that you have to read that are in two second shots. There's no way to digest this. But this time around, I actually paused it when he was scribbling on the schedule. And for the first time and however many times of seeing this movie, I know how many games are in this season. (laughs) Sixteen. 18 with what? one buy. Wait, what? Yes. Uh, There's they, 18 games okay. with one buy. Okay, we're going to get into that because that's wrong. That is incorrect. It may be written on the piece of paper, but it is incorrect as evidenced by the games played in the movie. 
<laughs> but we don't only see we only see like three games, and then at two points, Al Pacino and Dennis Quaid say things like, "Hey, can you do it for? You gotta do it for sixteen games, not yes. two. Yeah, but, but on the schedule, the regular season is eighteen games long, and it didn't, and I can tell you that they are in the same division as Minnesota, Chicago." And New York, because okay. those are the only teams that appear on their schedule twice. Mm-hmm. The teams on their schedule are the Minnesota Americans, oh. the Houston Cattlemen, <laughs> the Washington Lumbermen, oh my God, <laughs> the Oregon Pioneers, the New York Emperors, okay. the Chicago Rhinos, the Colorado Blizzard, the San Francisco Knights, the Orlando Crushers, the Wisconsin Icemen, the Kansas Twisters. And the Seattle Prospects, not the Prospectors. The Seattle has a team that might be good football players, but we're really not sure yet. <laughs> yeah, we're checking them out. <laughs> okay, so here's here's the first bit of nonsense, and you just read us off the schedule. Mm-hmm. But one of the three games that we do see is against the Crusaders. That's true. <laughs> so that's San Francisco, right? No, well, that's, you said I, 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 I read them. That was the California Crusaders. Oh, okay. I didn't oh, you hear did. Okay. That one. All right. All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> Woo. Woo. Ollie, Ollie almost fucked that one up again. <laughs> he almost fell on his own sword playing Tug Kowalski. No, I'm pretty sure he did. Because <laughs> there's some problems with what is written in this movie and what actually happens in this movie. Like, we're going to get into that fairly soon after starting this. Uh, who okay? Are we gonna are we gonna talk about the myriad of people that are that are in this movie? I think we just save it for next week or just mention them as they go along because we're gonna miss like we would talk about like ten cameos that haven't happened yet. So I think we should save cast for next week. Okay, okay. I mean, just mention them. Let's as we just go. say there is an ass load of both A and B listers and character actors. Like almost everybody on screen is somebody whose name you know. There is hardly any times somebody is like, oh, hey, that's a guy I don't know. I mean, it's this thing is wall-to-wall with yeah. uh, talent. Also fun, I think it's Darnell Autry had uh, tried to audition to be an extra or one of the players. And like when he's in line, they're like walking through and they're like, you don't look like a football player. Get out of here. And he's like, um, what? <laughs> Good job. It's, it's the same thing as Tony Hawk. Like, hey, you kind of look like Tony Hawk. Huh. Uh, weird black ball connection. We in, I think in this half, we do see Terrell Owens. And I think he got in a bunch of shit for doing this movie, among the other shit that he was already in. But like this being in this movie might be part of the T.O. Never fucking. I mean, the numbers are Hall of Fame and they could have been so much more. But stuff like this. Okay. All right. Uh, Jackie, now last week you got very excited about the uh, the amount of penis that's in this movie. Are you still excited about the amount of penis or were you actually creeped out in the scene where the amount of penis takes place? So it was fine as Cameron Diaz is walking in and, you know, there's just a couple of penises. But I will put on this <laughs> disclaimer that uh, there is a reflection that comes in from the window and it was right at penis length, and so or penis height, right in the on the screen. And so I was missing a majority of the penises, even though I was trying to like angle my head, like I can't really see any <laughs> of the penises. This is bullshit. This is the only reason I like this movie. And then it goes to a very only reason. Th- then it goes to a very creepy shower scene, 
where everybody is in this little tiny shower together and there's probably 20 people and their uh-huh. asses to elbows in this shot. Uh-huh. And I'm like, that's got to be uncomfortable. Like, yeah. guys flailing you... their wieners around and then a gator. Uh, okay, all right, all right. Okay, let's we don't save need it, plot. In, in that shot, there's a guy staring at the camera, mm-hmm. tugging on his wiener to make it longer. I did not see that. I just noticed it. This time around, I was like, oh, that guy's fucking stretching right now. <laughs> hey, oh this is not God. good. This is not good. <laughs> but you got to do that. Well, you're you know, gonna, you're an extra. You're, you don't have a locker room, but or the trailer. Going to be immortalized for being a big dick guy. You better fucking make sure it's all out there. So there's a bunch of naked dudes and a guy pulling on his wiener in the back. <laughs> Guys, hold on. Don't yell. No, not action. I'm not done pulling. I gotta yank it a couple more times. It's gonna be great. You you just wait and see. I can be as big dick as these other big dick guys. I thought wait. he was washing his wiener off, but <laughs> that makes more it's sense. It's a man grabbing his own dick on screen. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right, all right, here we go. Any Given Sunday, part one. Uh, my God, do we have to? You know what? Before we get started, I just want to let you guys know, feel free to get as drunk as you want because you know what? Fuck it. I just don't care. You know, this isn't going to be a high and tight episode. Uh, if you want, you guys need to get some uh, some uh, something going. You know, you want to get shit-faced on a podcast. This is the week to do it because I don't care. I hate this movie. Sam is I drinking Propel. Propel. Yeah, great. Good thing you guys got shit-faced on stuff I read Sports Illustrated that articles <laughs> that were like 20 years old. I'm drinking vodka uh, sodas, so. Yeah. Okay, so here we go. Uh, movie starts out pretty, I, and I, I guess it doesn't start out. It starts out with some bullshit with some guys playing football Ooh. in the clouds, but. Ooh. It starts out with a Lombardi quote. quote. Yeah, Vance quote. But yada, 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 men, men laying on the field of battle victorious yeah. is the greatest, blah, blah, blah. And okay. it's so, weird because but- it's kind of shaking, so it's making it difficult to read it. Because it's like, I think it's supposed to be like on an old camera reel or something, like old film. Mm-hmm. But it's just kind of shaking enough to where you're like, uh, it's just kind of hard to read. Okay. All right. Weird. Uh, anyways, what we've got going on is the Miami Sharks are playing a foosball game. Uh, I can't remember who they're playing against. They're in the playing the Minnesota Americans. Okay. The Minnesota Americans. And their star... Very old quarterback, yeah, played so, by Dennis Quaid, who may be thirty eight or thirty nine because the TV announcers are not real sure what his age is. Gets drilled. This is before, uh, I mean, was it Dempsey played forever? But he played punter for the last part of his career, right? Yeah, he and, just died like two weeks uh, ago or this week. I don't know, but it's weird this to bring is him up. you know. 20 years before Tom Brady does it, like 36 uh-huh. and you're out at yeah. this point. Like the 38 year record, he's got a few years left. Like in football terms at this stage in time, no, 38 is like ancient. DeBerg, I think, played that long, maybe. He's very old uh, and he is the top. Like he's their guy. He's their franchise quarterback. They love him. And uh, he took him to the Pantheon Cup or Bowl or whatever, like the four Pantheon years ago. Cup. But uh, I do want to re- just back up and make sure that we're all on the same page that they at one point say he's 38 and then just two minutes later say he's 39, thus reinforcing my point that Oliver Stone 
doesn't know what the fuck is going on in his own goddamn movie. Well, you mashed too many things into the script and you lost track of all of it. <laughs> he was too busy trying to do method acting, hookers and blow to do Tug Kowalski. <sighs> yeah, right. Okay, so he gets walked off the field. James Wood is like, oh, you, you're tough. You can do it. Rub some dirt in it. Come on, let's go. Uh, and he gets off and he's clearly not good. Um, so this sub goes in and we don't really care about the sub. Who he, the hell he is because he's not really involved in the movie. He's the backup. Uh, he goes in, he fumbles for a fumble six, not a pick six. They need a better name for that. A he, fumble, we, yeah, we, blumble. we get a, our first glimpse of who I'm going to refer to as Dan Orlovsky. Yeah, right. Because Dan's getting a lot of traction as a QB guru. And like all these QB gurus now, if the QB gurus are Trent Dilfer and Dan Orlovsky, um, fuck you. Okay. I watched both those guys play. They fucking sucked. Here we go. Dan Orlovsky was directing traffic from six yards out of bounds. Trent Dilfer had to get thrown into a locker so that Shannon Sharp would throw him the fucking football. I think Sam just wanted to do this movie now, Jackie, so we could talk about football. Like, oh. we did that. Like, we, we already had that, Sam. It was called It's a Football Show. And we, it didn't work, so we did Secret I, Madness, and it kind I'm, of I'm, barely worked. So I'm done. I'm okay. done. But right. I'm just fucking okay. throwing some shade on these yeah. guys that are yeah. that the world is telling us are QB experts. Fuck yeah. you. You know, ja you notice Jackie didn't when we did that bowling movie. She didn't go in deep into the you know oh the Fred Darvison. Yeah, he was a great bowler. <laughs> you know, I Jimmy. Jimmy Toonies Kowalski, the best bowler in Omaha. It's Tug Kowalski. He's in bowling after whatever he played in football, method acting, Oliver Stone. It's right okay. there. Uh, what? <laughs> I've lost. I was making fun of you for talking about. I don't care. Yeah, okay. All right. There we go. All right. So uh, Willie Beeman, Jimmy Fox's character, he goes in. He gets sent in by Coach Pacino. And uh, he's super nervous. He's okay. So Willie Beeman's played for four teams. He's passed. He's only taken a couple snaps in action, and now he's uh, not starting. He's subbing in for two quarterbacks, third man on the totem pole for the Miami Sharks. Yeah, it's a so, situation where he was probably on the roster as a different spot, and they're like, "This guy used to play quarterback." I think I saw this happen with the Redskins one time. So, because oh, most teams again. are only going to field two quarterbacks, right? Right. Well, you have to talk about football. It's a movie about football. Nah, nah. No, this is a movie about drama and life, Sam. Uh, this is a That's movie about costumes for me and <laughs> uh, the mascots. Uh, that that's what entertained me throughout this movie and wieners. Mm-hmm. So, so he has nothing to do with football, I, Sam. I, I oh, will just say that are... the Sharks, their logo is fucking dumb. It's it like, sucks. It's like something that you would put on the back window of your car if you had like been to Hawaii and you went swimming yeah. with the Sharks. Yeah. And that way you could be is. a douche and talk about it later. And then their little it is all... fin thing that yeah, they, they do they on do... top of their head is just really stupid. The Jenna Marbles Land Shark. Yeah. Yep. That's the Jenna Marbles um, Land Shark. Sure. It is almost as if the graphic design for their helmets has been done so that the common as dirt shark keychain bottle opener. Yeah, I was thinking that, that LL Cool yeah. J has in his hand oh later my. in the film. Okay. Makes sense. It's like they made the logo after that so they could have a shark keychain that was easy to get. Yeah. Yep. There it is. Okay. 
Uh, all right, so he goes in, Jamie Foxx, he's super nervous. He's all like, whoa, uh, I'm seeing an Oliver Stone vision because the, the stadium's getting fuzzy and there's all this editing going around me. Blech! So he pukes, and I'm right there with him. I'm like, man, there's too much goddamn editing. It's making me motion sickness. I puked watching this movie too, Jamie Foxx. Yeah, you know? I, I don't, I, I really didn't understand the, it was like he was supposed to be paranoid. Mm-hmm. But then I, I, it was like the wrong. It, it was really disorienting because it, to me, dis, uh, his character should have been nervous, right? But instead, it just seemed like he was on a bad drug trip and he was hallucinating and seeing, you know, things that weren't there. And it was just really weird for me. I, I was like, so is he is he having a panic attack? Is that what this is no, supposed he- to be? He's he got Oliver Stone vision, Jackie. How did you yeah. did you miss that whole thing? He's got Oliver Stone vision. That's all you need to worry about. He, the world's moving too fast for yeah. him. Also, this is my first spot on a bad cut of a guy that shouldn't be in the shot because whatever the uh, backup quarterback Orlovsky guy, he's uh he's been hurt. But when Beeman pukes, it cuts back to Al Pacino, and he's. He's there with the headset on standing next to him. There you go. Yeah, he got his like leg broken There's, off or something. Later in the movie, there'll be a guy that's hurt for the year that's like in the locker room during one of the speeches. True. Wearing right. pads. So there is so much drama and so much editing and ugh, over sound effect crunching Rawr. of men. We're monsters now. Linemen. Yeah, at one point there was a, t- a lion sound. Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> there's lion sounds all the way through it. Yeah, also, there's a yeah. shot of a guy bleeding heavily uh-huh. on his arm, and this is well after you weren't. You'd have to it's tape that up. Yeah, because of AIDS. Yeah, that's true, right? Because of on account of the AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then he, and then he throws a pick. <laughs> all right, good job. Yep. All right, halftime. <laughs> And they go in the locker room, and everybody's like, we lost three in a row, man, this sucks, our team sucks, and you suck, and everybody sucks, and now we don't have a quarterback, and the doctors are like, stitch him up, and well, Doc, uh, I'm Matthew Modine, I don't just stitch him up, I have to play a smart guy that, you know, thinks about things yeah. at all times, so I'm going to do that, and James Woods like, no, you, nobody likes you, get, get out of here, you're just, uh, oh. you're the other doctor. Uh, fuck off. The trainer. He's the trainer. Okay, all right. So the first of many scenes of Dennis Quaid writhing around. It's like, oh my stop God. writhing around. Yeah. Quit moving. Quit you moving. Did you eat some Taco Bell? What's going on in there, Dennis Quaid? Yeah, I mean, I, I've been through a back thing, like they say that he has, right? Where he's mm-hmm, slipped mm-hmm. a disc or whatever he's done. And you don't fucking move. You don't want to move at all. No, absolutely not. Uh, I don't. That's. I don't know if you guys remember this, but we were actually watching the. Speaking of football, we were watching the Super Bowl when my back finally went out to the point where you guys had to take me to the ER. Do you guys remember that? I do. I do. Yes, of course. No, I forgot about the time we yeah, had to take I you remember to the that. ER because your back exploded. I don't remember who sound, was playing. That doesn't sound. I don't remember at all. who was playing either. But it was like they won, and I've been laying in the same position for like hours. And then it was like, guys, I think. I think my back is done. I think you guys need to take me to the hospital. I mean, just in case the listeners are wondering, I'm not in a wheelchair or anything like that. I I had surgery. It worked out just fine. 
but it was pretty you don't writhe around on the bed like this is like, like this is happening no this is fucking stupid as shit right here you are also, so this is- he got speared in the kidneys not the back. Also, he got speared and there was no flags because there's no fucking flags in this movie there, at all. There is a shot of a flag flying through the air, but we never see what was called. Yeah. I mean, the delay of game business, he pulls out Jamie Foxx at one point and gives him a speech about like, hey, you know, go back to the hood because that's how the darkies talk, you know, yeah. Al Pacino. Nice job, Al Pacino, the hood. Uh, and then, you know, your, your mom's calling you in for dinner and it's it's probably cornbread because i'm racist yeah <laughs> and uh, the pontiac just no, turn around i'll throw you yeah. the ball it's a pontiac because no, he, you guys can't <laughs> afford better cars than a pontiac he says it's a buick it's a buick gentlemen oh. yeah. <laughs> it's probably i was wrong it should have been a pontiac buicks are too nice for you people <laughs> Tweet, tweet, uh, delay of game again. <laughs> you can't just give your quarterback speeches that take five minutes during a football game. Al Pacino. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I got to. He's, he does the worst coach speak. Is this the poop part where the guy that's been drinking too heavily is oh, going to yeah. get loaded up with IVs and the trainer's yeah. like, squeezing the bag to try to get the IV into him faster, which is something that you don't do. No. Um, and then they have to like go into the one toilet in this locker the room. The one toilet. That All is, of them. This is that it, the kickers on the toilet. And I'm sorry, but if I'm pooping, I don't just stand up and walk away from the toilet. Like I got to finish. Yeah, I don't know about sorry, you guys, bud. but it's like it's first come first serve. I'm mid poop. This is I, use the sink. Yeah, don't <laughs> care. I'm not getting up. Absolutely. Maybe not. that's how he is going to keep people away from roughing him. Nobody's going to rough that kicker or punter because of the uh, poop. Because poop he smell. Because of his poop smell. Yeah. I don't know if that is a, no. Okay. I think I think they'd be like, no, we're still going to beat you up because. Just because your poop smells, all of our poop smells, mm. let's duct tape you to the flagpole now. Uh, but, but guys, I got off the toilet for you. <laughs> no, not good enough. The after the poop joke that doesn't that falls horribly flat. Yeah. The shit. Uh, Al Pacino comes in. You guys are terrible. You head on a swivel. And just gives the most generic, generic coach speak. Yeah. You gotta block. Pivot around the man. You gotta it's watch terrible. Out, watch out for the cornerbacks. They're coming in. Uh don't Wait. throw them the ball. They're the other team. And when you get the ball, run towards your goal, not their goal. Go in the same direction every time. That's how we you w- win. <laughs> we work the blitz package all week. It's like we've never seen it before. What is going on? I call it his famous do something speech. Yeah. Yeah, and he's really Just... dramatic about it, too. Well, of course, it's El but, Pacino. But not dramatic in the right areas, because it's like Sam saying, we practice the blitz all week. You, swivel your head! And then, <laughs> we practiced it all week, gentlemen. I mean, I really need you to, you, stop pooping in that toilet! Like... It's not inspiring in the right spots. It's <laughs> no, like, it's not. It's, it's not inspiring at all. 
It's kind of like, uh, I'm talking into a paper bag, and here you go. Let's I don't just, know what to do. Let's just go you out. You guys know what to do. Somebody's got to do something out there. Nobody's yeah. doing stuff at somethings. You go do somethings. Yay! Raise your hand <laughs> if you want to be a loser. Yay! I'm raising my hand because I'm hanging out with you. Yeah. It's terrible. Okay, now then, it's now no, no, nighttime. You you can't you can't skip over that when he's I can't when he's talking about being a loser and LL Cool J stands up on a chair and raises his hand and everybody why thinks why, it's so Sam funny. Just, Sam just did it. I want to skip because LL Cool J sucks. Can we just <laughs> skip LL Cool J? <laughs> I mean, like, why? Well, you can't skip LL Cool J. I'm pretty sure I can. But he's so douchey throughout this whole movie that you you kind of have to acknowledge his character. His character is. is Somebody you instantly hate based off of this scene because this is his first line in the movie. Uh, no, I hate his rival worse, much worse, but we'll get into that later. Okay, so now it's nighttime. What the hell? Uh, how long were you guys in there? Delay a game, tweet, tweet. Yeah. And they're down by 10. So here's the next thing that doesn't work because the sc- starting score, they were down by three. They get a pick six. Oh, wait, that's 10. seven. That's ten by ten. Okay, never mind. All right. So, anyways, they're down by ten, and Beeman throws a touchdown, uh, which moves them up by three. That's okay. That's my note. That's why there's question marks all over this. Beeman throws a touchdown, and they go up by three. That touchdown was worth thirteen points. How'd that happen? They just forward cut through the scores. I've watched this enough to know that if you're going to try to keep track of it, they skip over scores. They just elapsed the game like, okay, some shit happened. We got a field goal. It wasn't important. This is the big play, I guess. It's like watching SportsCenter. Okay, I guess. Because we'll see if that works out later because I think that they actually go backwards in numbers here later. But anyways, so uh, they're about to win the game. Things are going pretty well for these guys. And uh, Pacino looks across the field. He's like, hey, I know that coach. Yeah, you've been playing him all day today, Al. He's like, no, I see. I know what he's doing here. I've seen this before. Yeah, he, yeah. He's coach. Like, he's he's gonna he's gonna stop us if we no, don't run he, the same play twice. He doesn't say that. He goes, I know this coach. He's a dickhead. Okay, what does that mean? Run the run, same play. Run the same. And then play the coach twice. on the other side, and I can't remember. I didn't. I did not spot who this was. Um, he's like. Roger Corman. That's what dickheads are going to run the same play. Yeah, and so they line up, and he well, does an audible. Fucking Beeman's like, wait, what? We're running the same play twice out in the huddle. Like, guys, did you hear that? We're running the same. He's not doing. Now, I think, I think this actually inspired me. I when I'm the head coach of uh, the Bears or whoever stu- sucks so bad that they need to hire an amateur podcaster. Uh, the to, Seattle to, prospects. Yeah, the Seattle are looking prospects. Looking for a guy like they're you, calling me, and they say, "Hey, we need you to come in now." I'm going to I'm going to get Eli Manning as my quarterback and he's going to go out there and mid Omahaing he's going to he's going to yell out same play guys same play but same play is actually a flea flicker and everybody's going to fall for it cuz they're like yeah. oh up the middle again <laughs> too easy see that's what you do it's an audible we're running the same play <laughs> deception yeah i'm clever <laughs> You just yell at the other team from (laughs) the other side of the football and you go, we're not going to score a touchdown on this one, guys. (laughs) Honest engine. I changed it to engine because the other way is racist. Yeah, there you go. Nice. Uh, Very progressive, Sam. 
<laughs> okay. All right. So uh, that doesn't work. And uh, they fumble for another six points in the other direction. So they lose. They've now lost. Also, he, before he throws, I thought he threw a pick in this one at the end, doesn't he? Beeman? No. Yeah, he Fumbles does. the last oh. thing. He does. No, because he, he looks at the, at the crowd and it turns into the ghosts of yesteryear. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck is this? That was and the then beginning. There's heavy metal cheerleaders for probably the longest shot oh, of yeah. the entire movie. No, that's halftime. Yeah, you guys are moving back. See, you're doing okay. a bunch it's of all It's impossible to tell what happens it, when. It is. It's so jumbled. Okay. So either way, they lose four in a row. And um it, okay, and so they lost by three. So again, he's winning by three. Yeah. They run a fumble play that is worth six points, and then the extra point. There's no extra points in this game. Maybe the time expired and they just don't kick the extra point. I don't know if there's extra points in this game. Uh, anyways, so now their record is seven and six, which does come into play because you say there's 18 games. Well, that means that there are 13 games right now. Okay. 13 games right now. Which we have to just, I can't beat this to death that I've seen this like six to eight times. And this is the first time I figured out where they are in their season. Okay. And without me saying that, we would be going... Where are they so in the where season? are they in the season? Yeah, right, yeah. Seven to six. All right. So Pacino, he goes and visits Quaid, uh, Jimmy, Jimmy, what's his name? Jimmy, Jack, Jack Rooney. And uh, he's in the hospital. He's like, don't worry, you're my guy. Uh, oh, yeah, well, I'll be ready for the playoffs, coach. Don't worry, I'm, I'm coming back. I'm 110 years old. Uh, I've got kidneys that look like old potatoes, but I'm coming back. To win you, what what do we win? The, the Pantheon Cup. Oh, that's right, the Pantheon Cup. Uh, I'm getting you. I'm getting you one of those. <coughs> Who are you? <laughs> and then he then coach goes to this hotel bar. Why are you drinking at a hotel bar? That was a home game, and uh, he gets hit on by a prostitute. No, this is like the towny. Miami Sharks bar because him and no, Tug Kowalski, not. they are, they're on the wall. He's got a caricature on the wall and so does Oliver Stone it as looks Tug like Kowalski. A hotel bar. It looks like an upscale hotel bar. It sure does, but this is supposed to be the Sharks hangout. Um, shark pit. There's pros working it, Sam. That's what would happen if it was the downtown. No, pros hangout. work the hotel bar. Not the place where you go all the time. Get out what of if here, Brenda, with your freaking highfalutin. I know, I'm not. Ways. I'm gonna argue this with you because okay. we'll we'll see her later. Because Elizabeth Berkeley shows up yeah, for the first time, yeah, right. And she's a pro. She's not trying to get one thousand dollars for the blowjob mm -hmm. or five thousand mm -hmm. dollars for the night once. She wants that twice a month. Yeah, sure, sure. I mean, that's so what they all want, right? Yeah. So you keep a sustaining business. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. If somebody would give me a thousand dollars for sex. I would probably do it. I, um, I would only have to do it like a couple times a month. I, and married. Then I wouldn't. Just to remind you. Married then, to me. Yeah, but then oh. I wouldn't have to like worry about a boss mm. or any of that stuff. And, mm, uh, mm. you know, and it's all tax free because I would just have them pay me in cash. Mm, no. Oh, no. No, because he writes her a check later. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You take checks. Do you take American Express? I get good, uh, good. Air miles. <laughs> yeah, so she hits him up for that money. Um, he's like, no, get out of here. 
So he calls his ex. He gets all shit face. He calls his ex and says, hey, I'm going to be in L.A. in a couple weeks. Uh, uh, I miss my kids. Uh, you were grandparents now. Oh, uh, why did we ever get divorced? Blech. Oh, sorry. I puked in my shoe while I was talking to you. Anyways, bye. And then the phone is like, boo-doo-doo. To make a call, please insert 25 cents. He's on his own landline. And we, at the beginning of this phone call, we hear her answering machine pick up. What the hell? That's not how the phone works. It's Oliver not how Stone. the phone works. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. That's not how the phone works. That's this not is how not the phone all works. of it. Yep. Okay. So, so then he, he goes I, to Christine's house and uh, he gets chewed out by her. Like, uh, you're not as good as you. You don't have fight in you. You're terrible. And I'm going to sell the team. And you can't do that. This is your dad's legacy. And, uh, uh <laughs> well, basically yeah. what he tells her is your dad, let me do whatever the hell I want. And that's whatever what I expect I out of you. So fuck off, bitch. And she's like, no, motherfucker. I am writing the goddamn checks. We are leaving millions on the table. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Get your shit and gear or you're out of here. And he's like, you're not going to fire me. You're not going to tell me what to do. You're not going to let my ancient quarterback go. This is an old boys club and you can go fuck yourself. He does make some good points about her getting rid of free agents and getting a shoddy offensive line, though. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, the offensive then, line stinks. Where, and I think we skipped ahead of why they've lost four games straight. Because there's a practice sequence before this. Okay. And they're running drills as if it was training camp. Uh-huh. Ah, yeah. True. They're, they're just doing drills like, no, yeah. you guys are terrible. Okay. Week 13, let's push the sleds, boys. <laughs> and it, like, actually, no, Sam, it's not that we skipped over it because this practice is happening while oh, yeah. he's at the house. My coach isn't even there for practices. How are we going to win football games? What if our is coach he going to coach? Here? They're doing drills. Yeah. Push the You don't sled. need him out there for that shit. Okay. You see the squishy thing over there that looks like a big tube? Run into that. See the little little things that are skinny tubes that are stat yeah run in between those, real fast, fa a little faster. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, you got to step back and forth. See these tires? Run through. You put your foot in that tire, then that tire, then that tire, then that tire. And Do is, that. Is this the training scene where they're having races to see who can run the fastest? Like no, that's, in LA. No, that's, that's later. That's later. That's later. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So they're talking about trading Jack, Jack Rooney, their star. 38 slash 39 year old quarterback who is currently in the hospital for football related injuries. And she thinks she can get a fucking second or third round draft no. or second. She and thinks she can get a, yeah, a second and a third for him draft and like a third for an aged linebacker in shark LeBeau. Jack Rooney. No, you ain't getting shit for Jack Rooney. They, someone who really needs a quarterback will relieve you of his salary commitments. That's what happens to a quarterback at that stage. Like, we'll pick up his contract because we need a guy for a year. And then your salary cap space is free. Yeah. That's all you can get for That's a guy all at that you stage. Can, yeah, man. I, you are nuts, ladies. Second and third round. So, <laughs> so in Pacino's defense, she's about as good as uh, Dan Snyder at being a general manager. <laughs> hey oh, hey oh. Okay, so uh, next game, 
Uh, it's 14 to three is where we cut to. Um, they're losing. There's eight minutes left. And uh, the second stringer's in. The guy from before. The guy his leg hurt. Fumble the ball. So again, B-Man is not starting. This is uh, the this is week 15 of the season, and he's not no 14, and he's not the starter. Okay, just want to take yeah. have everybody put that put a pin in that right there. Okay, uh, so he sucks. This the second stringer. Yeah. That Pacino's like, ah, you know what? This was a bad call putting you in here. The, yeah. the offense just isn't working. Okay, all right. Go to Zara. Yeah. He's so tentative that he can't move the ball. <laughs> right, right. Trentative Dilfer. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, also, Lawrence Taylor is in this movie, and he gets uh, a fumble, and, but he gets clocked so hard that he starts seeing stuff. Mm-hmm. He's, he's now got all of a stone vision. And he had been yelled at by Jim Brown to do something. Do something. So we haven't mentioned that Jim Brown is in this movie, too. Oh, yeah. Jim Brown's in this movie. Yeah. All right. Okay, everybody, every, just say everybody's in it. Everybody's in it, yeah. except Tom Cruise. Yeah, right, Tom Cruise isn't in this movie. How is that not? Because you can't shoot a football scene when you're standing on a crate. <laughs> it was bad enough when we saw Al Pacino standing next to an actual NFL guy and he was at his waist. Yeah. Right. You imagine Tom Cruise? <laughs> Throw it Boost to me. me up, guys. Throw it to me. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie Foxx is only 5'9", but he looks at around some of these guys. He, Cameron Diaz is taller than him in two shots. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so uh, B-Man goes in, and he runs for 40 yards. Look at him scramble. He's, he, oh, hey, he's doing something. And he finishes the drive with a touchdown. Yay. And I mean, not yay, because screw these guys. They all suck. Uh, and LL Cool J, his character's name is Townsend, I think. Uh, he's pissed. Because at the line, B-Man was like, we're not running that play. We're going to run the uh, X-Flag uh, cross sweeps uh, with a sticky Wickham in at the 12. Mm. Go on six. Huts. T-Waggle 14, 36 left. Rotabaga on 14. Yeah, you already snap did. it. You did that one. <laughs> Rotabaga! He started, he started. I, I think Rutabaga should actually. be a audible like Omaha. Okay. No, to, it's play it same play. Or cha the, changing play. Cha you say changing play when you're running the same play and same play when you're doing a different play. You don't yeah. know shit about football, dude. Rutabaga's code yeah, for Ruta awesome. Rutabaga is just yeah, it's confusing. Just make it simple. <laughs> people We're not gonna score a touchdown, honest. Yeah. People think you're serving food. They like the linemen will stand up and be like, "Oh, I'd like some rutabagas." No, you're playing football. It's same play. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then uh, uh, DMX comes out and uh, offends me greatly. <laughs> it makes me feel very uncomfortable. Thanks, DMX. Your uh, lyrics. Mm. Wait, what? You don't remember DMX's? Very not uh word we can say. Yeah. It's, so, are you talking about the N-word? The, the N-word song yeah, that's, that happens that's the right one. here? And I'm like, why is this in here? It is so degrading. Because this is, this is the start of his racial commentary right here. I don't know if she's checking it is on purpose. DMX is. I, I know who DMX is. He's a rapper. 
<laughs> we watched him in Exit Wounds. Yeah. Ah, there you go. That's true. Um, all right. So uh, he throws another touchdown, and the score is now 17-17. What the hell? It was 14-13? So, yeah, two touchdowns, but at some point they kicked a field. Like, it's just The scoring is just all over the place, and I don't like that it just skips over stuff. That's not how you make a sports movie. Uh, then run, he runs one in himself, and they cut, and I guess they won. I guess they won the game because we don't see that happen. Yeah. And we're seeing that in the film, Jamie Foxx's character, Willie Beeman, Steeman Willie Beeman is, mm-hmm. is having a very hard time uh, contemplating or getting the playbook down, actually. And so he does what would actually happen in a football game at the NFL level if a guy that just got thrown in there that was a different position, they would play around him, not be like, oh, you didn't read the playbook? If he knows how to run simple plays, everybody else does too, then it's just down to athleticism. Sure. He's got it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I will uh, also so- say that naming your kid or naming the uh, one of the actors Steeman, it reminded me of a steamer mm-hmm. and shitting on somebody's chest. And so I was like, ouch, no. There's so many turd jokes that can be made about this guy. Well, I mean, if they traded him to Cleveland, then whoa. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. I also don't think you realize that he's steaming Willie Beeman, like steaming Beeman. He's steaming. The steam is coming off of him because he's like. Because he's uh, cracked on somebody's like, chest. No, and there's because steam he's like a choo-choo train. He's like a choo-choo train coming through, Jackie. And he's steaming through the. He's, he's cutting through it like a knife. Like uh, That's not what I got. Okay. He's got his head on a swivel. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, his head was not on a swivel. Okay. Whatever. Um, where the hell are we? They won, and now we're at the oh, Dare yeah. Gala. Yeah, the party. And she's donating, like, what, 200000 250000 yeah. fucking do? The Dare. Yeah, cool. You've done so much for keeping drugs out of the hands of children and into the hands of your coach and players. So Dare wants to thank you for everything you've done to, uh, you know, make sure everybody has jobs, but just keep it, you know, away from the kitties. This okay? gala probably costs as much as she donated. Probably. That's what those are. That's that's the size of that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah nice. But you guys this just also, wanted to throw a party, assholes. Yeah. And but this is also where we get up to this point. Uh, my favorite scene, which is. The really big football player guy who likes the heavy metal and he's talking to the old woman. She's like, I'm in between marriages at this point in time. He's like, what do you do for dick? Like, I love that scene. That's yeah. Andrew Bayernowski, who's in a lot of football movies, including Necessary Roughness and that one, the program. There we go. So is he, well, she's- is he an actual football player then? No, he's a guy who plays football players on yeah. TV. Yeah. Okay. He may have been. I don't really care about him all that much. He's kind of funny in this. I Was it Metallica in the scene previous when they were listening? Because it didn't sound like Metallica to me. No, it's it's off of Kill Em All. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, but Sounds good. Uh, do, so did we skip over the whole naked alligator scene? No! God! <laughs> Jesus! I'm just, you need to start taking notes so that you know where the hell we're at in movies. Because this one's too confusing for you to do a podcast on. Uh, Did they win the Super Bowl yet? Uh, Have we got to the playoffs? No. 
God. I should Look really be that. asking. Got two pages of notes. I know I sh- where we're at. What I should really be asking is, is this the point where we stop so I could go get cheese to eat? Because that was okay. a defining moment. All right. Yeah, we're not at the wieners yet. No, no, we're- no. So so the this charity party, the mayor wants to meet Wheelie Beeman. Uh, even though, like, uh... He's played two fucking games. Jack Rooney's there. Jack Rooney's like, yeah, uh, you don't want to talk to me anymore, huh? Okay. Only been here for fucking winning games for goddamn decade. Whatever. Uh, and his girl... He's, he's, he's being kind of nice. He's, like, the nicest person in this movie, you notice? Because, yeah, yeah. like, the mayor yeah. is like... The other guy, and he's like, oh, he's talking about Willie. And his wife's like, don't mention his name. He's like, dude, the guy's on my team. He's a young kid. I'm trying to teach him how to play quarterback. Yeah, he's, like, he's the only nice him. guy in this movie. He's not trying to teach him how to play quarterback. He's not teaching him shit. Well, and then we They're get not all even these... in the scene together. Well, then we get all these scenes about Willie B's girlfriend, uh-huh. and her getting just absolutely dismissed by everybody at the party. Right, she's uh-huh. being pushed out of shots. The wives, including are like... including B man. Yeah, I mean, she's being pushed out of shots by thousand dollar hookers and. It, when he's meeting the mayor and then she goes to talk to the player's wives and they're like, if you're not a wife, you're a fucking shit. Get it. Get the hell out of here. Mm-hmm. And then she starts to question their relationship. Mm-hmm. And but she yeah. does it at a real bad time when he's just, just struggling with the playbook. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's a, it's, it's a tough situation for the, for them, for both of them, but they do manage to break things off cleanly and very amicably. Um, I think I think they're going to be pretty good friends, you know, someday. <laughs> someday they're going to call each other and be like, you know, thanks for being there for me all those times. Yeah. You, you, when, were, you were a good, good guy. <laughs> when the last thing you scream at somebody is, fuck you, you ugly bitch. I, I, big ass. Oh, big bitch. ass. That's big, big ass bitch. You're right. Uh, I just don't really think that there's a whole lot to come back from. I mean, if somebody talks to me huh. like that, I would want to stab them. And it would take oh, everything oh, oh. within my power not to do that. I would have to walk away, I, I or guess I would you commit and I have, murder. I guess you and I have different uh, views on successful breakups because this seems to go pretty well. <laughs> 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 no, they, it goes poorly. They have a real ugly breakup. Uh, they are both terrible people and uh, should be sent to space. Goodbye. Uh, anyway, so now they're on a plane. They're headed to LA. I'm assuming. Uh, cause he said LA earlier and, uh, the coach Al, he goes over and talks to Willie B and Willie B's like, uh, I don't, what, Hey old man, uh, I'm listening to rap. Uh, and, and Al Pacino's like, you listen to some jazz. I've got some jazz tapes you can have. This is 2006. I've got tapes. And he looks at Al Pacino and like, no, you crazy old man. This is 2006. We have CDs in 2006. And I'm like, motherfucker, we had MP3 play. You have a Zune. It's 2006. You I, all of no, your stone doesn't know. Wait, this movie's in 99? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. God damn it, it is 1999. Now, I'm the guy that doesn't know shit about fuck. Yeah. <laughs> but let's be realistic this is still the heyday of the mixtape and yeah. in a walkman situation it is a much more reliable machine than the skiporama that was the discman <laughs> yep skiporama uh, well he also offers to be his dad yeah then it gets real weird because he's like you know my dad died at a young age too mm-hmm. and you're you like, need well, a dad what happened to jamie fox's dad 
Like, I, is he assuming? Oh, that, I assume. That I assume he, he ran away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, does he know that for sure, or is he just assuming that the guy went out for a pack of smokes and never came back, or he was shot in gang violence because obviously he believes that this character grew up in the hood. Yeah. Um, he has a little blue card on all of his guys, and he's finally read Willie's, and he's assuming that the information is correct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it was a little like. Wow, I mean, you're really stretching here, buddy, for a connection. Like, yeah, my dad died. I know you don't have a dad because you know because yeah. Anyway, wanna, do you want a dad? I'll be your dad. The, he, the way he delivers it to like, you ever want to talk about stuff like that? I'm here. <laughs> like, I don't think anybody ever wants to talk about stuff like that, especially if they've kind of moved on like thirty or forty years later, right? Yeah, like also, I, no thanks. If you need some tips about uh, the ladies, you can come to me. You know, it's, it won't be awkward. I'll I'll make sure you you know. Uh, those won't be. He, that's actually something you do. Like that one's five thousand dollars. That one's three thousand dollars. <laughs> those are the tips he's gonna give them. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, things get worse for the team, uh, even though they're winning because now there's this animosity between Beeman and Townsend because Townsend's not getting the football. And so they get in some kerfuffle on the field, which causes their tight end to go down for the whole entire season. I think that's the tight end. Um, I can't. It's one of no. It's one of the linemen. And okay, all right. The whole thing is just asinine. Like you can't not run it, even in a passing game. You have mm-hmm. to fucking run the mm-hmm, football. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever. But they win again. So now they are nine and no eight and six. So that's 14 games that they've played. Okay. Uh, Here we go with the locker room, Jackie, just to get you where you want to be. Christine comes in. She's the owner. First thing there is is a player with his dong out, and it's not weird, or I guess it's not supposed to be weird. It still seems like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I I mean, I don't know. What's going on with today's 2022 you're a lady in a dude's locker room. What's going? What's the status there? Well, it kind of seems like she grew up with the team. No, no, I'm not talking about Christine, Jackie. I'm talking about in 2022. You go into a dude into the NFL's locker room. I don't think that they're allowed to walk around naked like that when there's the opposite sex in that room. I don't think they are. Let- Let's just be realistic. In professional sports now, everything's like a baseball's clubhouse. The owner can come in whenever they want. They have private areas where they can take showers and get dressed. Uh-huh. In the mall area of the clubhouse where everyone can meet and talk to each other, uh-huh. it's an open area and no one's wandering around shaking their dick around like a helicopter. Right. I don't think that that's a thing. Like, because it wasn't there like a thing a few years ago. I don't know. Maybe it was even longer than that. But like there was reporters. They would come in and talk to guys and they would get their dicks out. Yeah. Yeah. And like it was a bad deal. Like, like, I mean, we live post me too. I can't imagine a female journalist coming in and be like, so that hit against Kowalski. How did you feel about that? And the guy's like, oh, my peepee. <laughs> touch it, lady. Touch it. Touch it. Like, I don't, I don't think that's the world we live in. So no. I don't know if that was the world we lived in in 1999 either. I don't know. I wasn't there. I, I think in 1999, no, I mean, they, it was, look at my dick, bitch. This is like the same locker room from fucking Slapshot. Yeah. This yeah. is not a pro locker room. 
Yeah, no, it just seems it seems juvenile. Like, I don't know. I, I'm grossed out by this whole sequence. I mean, even if there was tits on camera, and I mean, I'm talking Selma Hayek style tits. Uh, I, I, I'm like, I'm not feeling good here. I think this is icky. And, and not to mention, like, it's a little uh, homoerotic as well. Anybody? Anybody? Guys are pretty pally in the in the shower. One guy's tugging on his wiener. He's tugging on his wiener in the shower with his coworkers. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, at the end of the day, these guys are your coworkers. Your you guys are fucking walking around, lapping up in soup, soap, soup, soap, soap, probably, and uh, (laughs) you're just like you know getting all in each other's mix. It seems weird. I'm not a big sports person, so I. I don't know. Maybe this is normal to be so open. And I mean, when I go to the locker room, it makes me uncomfortable if the lady next to me gets fully naked. Why um, would you get fully naked at a public place? I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I understand, like, if you need to go change your swimsuit, but they have changing rooms for that stuff. They got private areas. And yeah, and, and I've at seen the high school level, so many times, like at public gyms where they don't go into those areas. They just fucking change right in front of the locker, and it's very uncomfortable. Are these ladies just so? Let me get. Uh, are these are, are these ladies hot, Jackie? No. <laughs> Damn it. Okay, we're right, talking proceed. like mom asses and saggy oh, no. boobs, <laughs> gray pubic hair. I've seen my fair oh. share of gray oh. fucking pubic hair. <laughs> um, you know, and they just don't give a fuck. They're just walking wow. around, and maybe they've been yeah. in athletic teams, and that's how things are. But I mean, to me, I, I I'm not a prude, but my God, you know they they have the little curtain off areas for a reason. Uh-huh. And uh, I mean, I go to a YMCA, and I couldn't imagine being in the nude and then having like a teenage kid or you know a like a little kid coming in there. You know, that's on the way to the pool with his mom or or with with her mom or whatever. And Mm -hmm. then looking over and seeing my fat ass in all of its walrusy glory and being like, look, mommy, it's a snowman. (laughs) 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 Like, no, use the areas that it. No, it just grows. It's it's the guy in the sauna that opens up the towel and just lets his dong flop out. Why? like his dong needs the sauna more why, than any why, other part of his body. Just why, 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 why do you? I I don't know. I'm I'm not down with this whole sequence. And it gets worse because again, an alligator is brought into the shower by the heavy metal guy, and he's like, oh, and it, like, why? But why are you guys douches? Why are you so douchey? But it's where did all- the alligator come from? Where did the alligator come from? <laughs> But not only that, is that they're not protecting their private parts because it's still Wiener City in there. They're just holding their balls and they're holding up their wieners like, look, ladies, it's still big. And I'm like, you're showing off your wiener, but that's prime alligator height. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. And they're all huddled uh, together. It's just weird. They won't leave the shower either. It's like, just leave the... Oh, God damn it. And also, you're fired. You're fired. You're off the. You're off the team. You're a really good player, but you you brought an alligator to work? This wasn't bring an alligator to work day. That's Tuesday. You're out of here. 
Yeah, I mean, I would be fired immediately if I brought an alligator to work. You can't bring an alligator to work. <laughs> and then slid it underneath the bathroom stall when my to my coworker's taking a shit or something. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> the alligator's gonna bite you. Isn't that funny? <laughs> oh, 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 man, what a riot. I mean, the HR for this team has to just be completely yeah. fucking frazzled. Yeah. And, and, like, fucking old man uh jack rooney's in the next room like the whole time i'm thinking i bet you jack rooney fucking hates his job like i yeah. don't want to go to work with those guys Ugh, they're terrible well, he's in with the coaching staff basically making management decisions with them yeah Ugh. And we had townsend's in there throwing fits fits about the plays and he tells the offensive coordinator go fuck himself like no now you're fired i'm actually your boss i'm not the big boss, the offensive coordinator's not like, I'm not the janitor here, dude. I am your boss still. You also, fuck off. They say he's been changing the plays and he's like, oh, he has. If you <laughs> called the play. Right, no shit. And you didn't see it get run, you should be suspicious. <laughs> like, does he's he like, have? He's not, he's not audibling. He's changing him in the huddle. At that point, it just doesn't matter. Like, oh, I thought they were all audibles. <laughs> well, fucking who cares? Yeah, did you hear? I mean, like, fucking who cares? Does he have oh, dementia? God. And he's like, well, I can't really remember what play I told them to do. Yeah, so whatever happens, as long as we're winning, he's just like, he's at that stage where he's like, I kind of forget things sometimes, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. I don't want to admit it because then they'll make me go for testing. Then they go and they play beach football against some ladies. I There's think it's just the cheerleaders. Ladies. Then they, that's the cheerleaders. They're just waiting on the beach and they're like, hey, ladies, let's play football. What the fuck it doesn't is this? make any sense. And yeah, it would probably turn into a wild orgy, which is why they don't have the fraternization of players and cheerleaders anymore. Uh, well, and they show their asses to them. And it's like. <laughs> <laughs> this is very Navy SEALs. Oh, it is. Totally. Totally. Oh, it sucks. Um. That Willie B's out making music videos now. And my note is you have started two games. You have been the starter for two games it's, in your entire career. And you're out making music videos. He's on the side of a bus. You're on the side of a bus for winning a game. You've started two games in your career. Two. But now he's the you major sponsor for this NFL whatever it's supposed to be because we already had an advertisement earlier in the movie from met rx now he's uh jamie fox has written a song and uh -huh. he wants to put it in the movie and they're like all right we'll do a montage of your commercial mixed with a bunch of other shit and you can do but you it's can a write the full length music video as well right for met rx yeah it's a commercial and a music video and Willie B has, you know what, this two game thing, it, two games is so stupid. He's a star after two. I tried to Google NFL quarterbacks who have started only two games. I couldn't find even a list. It's so broad because there's a thousand billion of them that you've never even heard of. The last time that a guy came out of nowhere and was that good and after two games people were talking was Kurt Warner. After two games. People were talking after two games. Bullshit. Bullshit. I was there. It took 
10 games for people to really be like, no, it, that guy's going places. Two for games you and me, kiss my it, ass. For you and me, it took until he played for the Cardinals before we believed it. But two, at the two, time, no. people were talking. The ESPN no, well, guys were talking. Well, those guys fucking don't know shit. They, I guess these guys, maybe it's Oliver Stone. But either, either way, two games. He started two games. Get out of here. Music video. Uh, Jack Rooney. Uh, he's like, oh, well, you, you're not going to start me, coach, are you? you know, the old guy's no good anymore. And coach is like, no, I, I'm actually going to start you. He's like, I know I'm getting old. And yeah, uh, you don't have to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Dennis Quaid's out. Oh, and Lawrence Taylor has had three concussions in five months. That's not good. Not good. Mm-mm. That is, that's, that's hitting your head against a brick wall until you pass out three times in five months. Apparently that happened to Merrill Hodge in real life. It's a lot of them. Yeah, he had a lot of them. Yeah. Don't think, uh, like he should play anymore. He Uh, said that he couldn't think straight for like 10 years or something after he retired. Now he says he feels pretty good, but there's no way of knowing what his brain was like before. I think I feel pretty good. Uh, I just can't tell because uh, I don't know who I am or even what I am at this point. Am I an amoeba? (laughs) How does an amoeba feel? I bet you they feel pretty good. I think I feel pretty good. Does the water, do I get wet or does the water get me? (laughs) Yeah, it's an actual Merrill Hodge quote. Um, So (laughs) Christina wants to play Lawrence Taylor. Uh, for the playoffs, like just keep him playing, Doc, and then we'll cut him in the off season. He can heal up then. Yeah, this is where they have that really sketchy conversation, right, about all the medical things well. that are going on with the team. And I'm sure that this comes from the book that Sam mentioned in the boring bullshit. It's just a bruise. Um, now yeah, yeah. I totally want to look that up and read it because it sounds super interesting. But I mean. Just how fucking sketchy is that shit? Like, and you know that it probably did happen, right? Where they're like, he could probably die, but we need did a win. Tapping to a Tagliavoa a couple of weeks ago. Just saying. Doctor <laughs> got fired, like, as a mercy killing so that, like, the whole organization didn't get flamed, but did happen? Question mark? <laughs> the tent full of drugs on the sideline? What? The, 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 yeah. It's it's uh, Bur- Burning Man has now turned into just a, a traveling show, Sam. They just have a tent on the sideline filled with drugs at all times. There's Wherever a medical go. tent on the sideline where they can inject players where the TV people, where you don't, where no one can see them getting intravenous drugs mm-hmm. for painkillers so they can go back out. Oh my god, that is terrible, yeah. dude! If it you're didn't, injured, it did happen. It still happens. Yeah, and uh, you can get a you can get a private handy in there too if you need one. That's fucked up. Like, yeah, I mean, it's not a good handy. You're right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's probably going to be a left hander, and you know, those are always awkward. It's by a very old Asian woman, and she's not there for your pleasure. She's just there to uh, get it done. It's not a good. It's not a. That's fucked up. It is fucked up, Jackie. His handies. Mm, <laughs> okay. So, anyways, uh, meanwhile, uh, the coach is being tickled by Elizabeth Hurley for money. Not Elizabeth Hurley. God, I wish Elizabeth Berkeley. Uh, he's paid her thousand at minimum a thousand dollars to 
Do the Gucci Gucci goo thing. <laughs> so that was weird sex. I want to ask, uh, is she wearing a wig? Because it seems like she's got like a really bad wig on. No, I wasn't looking at that. Yeah, right. That too. Um, you know who yeah. is Elizabeth Berkeley is Jackie, right? Yeah, I recognize her. Okay, she's uh, from. Yeah, yeah. What do you recognize her from? Good. Okay. I don't striptease and not striptease. Showgirls and showgirls. Yeah, and showgirls and Saved Saved by the fucking Bell. She's Zack Slater's (gasps) girlfriend. She's she's got the really curly hair. That's her hair. That's her. Her hair has always looked like that. This was the shock that people exhibited in 1996 when striptease came out. Not striptease. You've just gotten there. It's not showgirl. That's whatever. Different movie. Wow. Showgirls. I mean, way to try to reboot your career with your hot bod, but it kind of seemed like it fizzled out with those two movies. Didn't really work out, huh? No. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll do uh, Showgirls one day. Uh, anyway, so now there's more parties. There's like fucking, there's, they go to this house, at, the party at Lawrence Taylor's house, and, uh, Beeman's talking shit all over. He's talking shit all over the goddamn place. Like, oh, the defense sucks, man. And well, he's like, you better be careful. You're at Lawrence Taylor's house. Can, house I don't give yeah. a fuck about that. Can uh, we talk about, before we talk about all of this, the weird scene with the what do you do for Dick guy where he's uh-huh. at home and he's got all these little kids and then his wife is pregnant and... What? This happened right before they went into the scene yeah. because then... I don't remember that at all. I must yeah, so, have been writing notes. So he's watching the interview with Jamie Foxx. Uh-huh. And she, the wife is in there and she's pregnant and there's all these little little girls running around. And he's like, why did I get married? And then the next scene is him pulling up on a motorcycle to this house party with a chick with hair rollers in that he whisks away on the back of the motorcycle, takes her off the motorcycle. And then we see Jamie Foxx's character pull up in a yellow car and he shakes his shark keychain and gets out and then he starts talking shit to everybody at the party. Okay, why was yeah. that all stuff we needed to talk about that you just because explained it was, exactly what happened on screen? Because it was a weird like It was weird. And then he bones some chick on a table right after the Willie Beeman talking shit part. Yeah, it's just uh. like he's just inserted into these like and we know he has a family. Shut up. We know he has a family. And then he shows up at a party with a hooker, and then he bones a hooker on a table that's, like, got the chips and dip on it, and it's weird. <laughs> it's like... He's I double was, dipping. Yeah, he was like, I wanted some chips, so I figured I'd fuck this prostitute right next to the chip and dip so I could get my fill before you fuckers ate all of it. Nothing, Nothing's hotter than... Uh, Sticking your partner's hair in clam dip, just getting her just just no, really just, clammy. You just eat chips and dip over the top of like you're thrusting <laughs> and munching, and all the crumbs and drippings <laughs> go on her face. <laughs> it's good. I he guess. was such a considerate lover. He actually fed me potato chips once in a while. Didn't know why we were doing it. You want and if she's like, you're getting chips and dip all over my face, you just stop and lick it off and then keep going for more. <laughs> Thank God it's not hot dip like queso. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the fondue parties get really interesting. 
She just what? took a little Medics. smoky in the eye. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Fell off the stick. Sorry. You know, I, I'm guessing that NFL players or professional football players don't have, serve little smokies in there. <laughs> <laughs> That's our level, not their level. Okay. They probably better they have better hors d'oeuvres than that. Whores divorce. Um, okay. So B-Man's talking shit all over. He says the defense sucks and the, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, he says that uh, LL Cool J sucks and, and LL Cool J's like, I'm going to beat your ass. And then they get broken up. And he's like, shit, I'm better than everybody. B-Man is like, the point is, B-Man is talking a lot of shit for having only started two games. Two games. Two games. Well, and they also show him like being on the cover of Sports Illustrated and all these right. Time Magazine, like, He's the hot shit is what you're supposed to get out of this. And I'm like, two games, really? That's, two games. That's all One it One of them, they takes. barely won. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, so then he goes over to the coach's house and coach is like, hey, you know, I, I, I don't know. I'm not much of a cook, but, uh, you know, I don't know what you normally like, but I figured jambalaya would be appropriate. <laughs> Well, I thought I didn't get that out of this. I thought that what he was saying was the only thing I know how to make is jambalaya. And he seems like he's enjoying his own jambalaya. But Jamie Foxx is like, this is gross. It's because he got it from a rice roni box and he chopped up some sausages and threw it in. Figured you might like this, you know, on account of, uh, well, you know. (laughs) You grew up in the hood. And. Dallas, did he say? He yeah, was in Dallas. Dallas. Yeah, Dallas. Not Louisiana, you know. Right. Like, oh yeah, that's like, why don't you just fix him some tacos? Because he's from Texas, or a steak. We don't go that way racially. Like, I'm from Idaho. If somebody were to give me an <laughs> Idaho potato, I'd probably be like, "Fucking sweet, these things are expensive where we're at." But I'm just waiting. I'm I'm waiting for her to hang herself here, Sam. She hasn't done it this episode, <laughs> so I figured this would be the perfect time for her to hang herself. No, so I'm not going like to because it's just it's just so fucked up. Like we automatically go to jambalaya. Black people like jambalaya, uh, right? But he's not anywhere from like Louisiana. No, I get it. I and get it's it. Like, what the fuck is going on? I get it. I'm just I was just surprised. And he's got a your huge mouth- pot of it. Like, how many people do you think you're feeding? Your mouth, your mouth is just dodging its own racist bullets, Jackie. You're like today, you're Neo of <laughs> you saying your own racist shit. It's just you're, I, you're setting yourself up, and you're why you like zoom, they fly right past you. I'm very surprised. Well, you know, I, I'm not planning. I, I'm not a perfect person. I, I know I've had to apologize <laughs> on this podcast more than once for some of my comments. <laughs> And it's not that I'm a bad person, because I'm not. I just say stupid shit sometimes, <laughs> and because I don't know any better. And then I'm like, oh. And then somebody calls me on it, and I'm like, oh, damn it. That's probably true. I should apologize. And I do. Okay. You're great. Uh, all right. So Jack, is, he tells Jack that, uh, or he's told that Jack is going to start in the playoffs. Like, yeah, you've only started two games. What did you think this was going to be? I've got a 38, possibly 39-year-old man sitting over there. He knows how to do it. He's going to start in the playoffs. And then he, like, fucking tells Al Pacino to go fuck himself. And it's like, hey, buddy, if that offensive coordinator wasn't your boss, well, I am, right? Yeah. 
it doesn't seem like he knows the politics of his position. He's griping about all these mistakes uh-huh. that he's made, and he's like, you have done a lot of bad decisions, and you're in the middle of a bad decision right now. Yeah. And then it's all spliced up next to Ben-Hur as well. What the hell's that all about? Well, like the chariot that, race when they first started the conversation, okay. and then at the end of the conversation, there it's the rowboat scene. So it's all about slavery. And the third juxtaposition here is the Jim Rome type guy that he's on there. And he's speaking kind of directly about how misrepresented the African-American people are in the NFL. And and that has to do with Ben-Hur, huh? Ben-Hur was a slave in one of the scenes. That's the direct connotation that is trying to be visually dis- – uh, that's where he's going with that. Not the couple of guys that got ran over by horses and chariots. Uh, what Was that any kind of representation or yeah. – They were talking about gladiators from before, and then it leads directly from football to this commentary on slavery, which will continue for a few more scenes okay. after this. But this is the last scene we watch, I think. It is. That's that's where we're at. That's our stopping point for episode one. Uh, I got a question. Even though, you know, most of our stuff is going to be answered later. Uh, but this is a prediction question. This is our estimation. Because, well, Sam's seen this eight times, so he probably already has a pretty big idea. But uh, I've seen so it like we're four start- times. Oh, my God. I didn't figure out how many games were in the season until just now. Okay. Well, we're going to start with me. I'm going to answer my own question first, and then you guys go so you don't tape my answer, because I've only seen this once, because I wanted to throw a shoe at the goddamn movie theater. Uh, What is the moral of the story? What is Oliver Stone trying to say? Oh, that's what I have written down here is that the... Main question that the last one was I was the carryover to next week is what is he trying to say? Because that's unclear at this point for sure. Yeah, I think he's trying to say that. You like, should wait till next week on this one. Trust me. Really? Okay. Yeah. All right. To be continued on my question. I'll just. I'll just. So we don't have any questions. We're not going to ask any questions. I do have a question. Okay, ask me a question. How much money do you think Metrics gave this movie? Metch, oh, Metch, uh, yeah, oh. MetRx or whatever. MetRx. At least $100,000. It's a thing, isn't it? I would think a couple million. Yeah, I would think a couple million. That's that's real, right? Am yeah, I, I'm not getting snowballed by Oliver Stone, am I? What's MetRx? Metrics. It's a health it? bar like Quest or... Power bar? Yeah, it, it's... They make a full line. They have like whey protein and shit like that. It's all mm. supplement bullshit. So stuff I am totally not interested in. Yep. Got it. Okay. All right. That's why I don't know. Um, uh, so is he going to find out later that the hooker he's been banging up with is actually his illegitimate uh-huh. child? Yeah, probably. I mean. That was a really good short film made at the uh, Sun Valley Year- Film Festival years ago that was called The Mulligan. And that's what it was as he went back to town to try to find this daughter, his son, because it's a boy's name. There's a hooker in town, and then the next day she comes to meet her dad because there was a letter, and then you're like, whoops, and then it just shows a guy hit a golf ball into the lake and turns around and goes, that's a mulligan. Oh, my God. It <laughs> <laughs> was great. I was like, whoa, that is fucked up. Uh, <laughs> I mean, okay. Well, uh, there's also Old Boy, but Old Boy didn't quite uh, go the, that direction with its it's comedy. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, yeah, that'd be uh, that'd be quirky. Um, uh, I heard about some story recently. I mean, we got a couple time minutes to fill here. Uh, that uh, recently these two uh people had been married for like uh, fucking ten years or something, and uh, they, they took a one of twenty three and me, and it turns out that they were separated at birth, brother and sister. Adopted. I heard about that. Yeah, not good. No. It's so up. gross. It scares the dogs. It's fucking dogs, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. Not good. I mean, not not good stuff. So uh, okay, I'm gonna move on. Uh, leave everybody with that. And uh, I've got a you're wrong idiot. Okay. Uh, you remember a couple uh, episodes ago where we did perfect, and we all asked, "Who is Mary Lou Henner? Why is she a thing?" Well. Duh. She was in fucking taxi. Oh. Everybody okay. was in taxi. Like, Everybody the was in taxi. Went on to do things. That's where Mary Lou enters from. Okay. So I want to clear that up real quick. Got some listener feedback as well. Uh, this comes from a new listener that we haven't heard from, I don't think. Christian S. Hi, Christian. Uh, uh, he says, dear guys, I'm a huge fan oh. of the show and I'm always... Man, those dogs just won't shut up, Jackie. Tell them to shut up. Well, I did, but they, they're looking at the window, and obviously there's some kind of critter out there that they're like, whoa, look at the critter. I, I swear to God, like, our podcast is just becoming, at the end, me seeing a critter or the dog seeing a critter at the end yeah. of this podcast. Okay, Christian says, Dear guys, I'm a huge fan of the show, and I'm always looking forward to Tuesdays since I'm on board. Uh, I'm listening to your fine bullshit while working, while jogging, sometimes even while going to sleep. Not during sex, though. There's got to be some red lines. I'm told. <laughs> frowny <Sam's> voice. <laughs> he has a frowny face after all that. <laughs> like, I don't want to listen to this and when having sex. I mean, no. Could you could you imagine like thrusting in and then being like, <laughs> and then your <laughs> your partner's like, what the fuck are you laughing at? Because you've I mean, got your headphones weird... in. It's a weird fivesome that you would have. Unless, I mean, you're maybe if you're doing it by yourself, you know, that's just a foursome. Yeah, that's true. Use you know. your left hand. It'll be like it's a stranger. Yeah. Feel feel, feel your genitals while listening to us. It's fine. <laughs> right? you, have, you have permission no. from us. <laughs> okay. He says, I have a request. I'd love to hear you talk about the Roger Corman produced Planet of Terror from around 1980, I think. It's a total sleaze fest. With production designed by some kid named Jimmy Cam Can, James Cameron. Uh, I bet even Jackie would love this, although it's a little spaceshipy in the beginning. Have a great week and thank, and again, thank you so much for the show. Yours sincerely, Christian S. Uh, so here's the thing. That's a good point because we have all seen Planet Terror. I've seen Planet Terror twice. And I think we watched it right before we started doing the show. Yeah. So we were pretty fresh on it, but I I think he's got a good point. That is one that yeah. is in our wheelhouse. I don't remember this movie I feel like that's one of the more... It's got... What's his Robert England in it, too, right? Yeah, I think Robert England stops by. Um, it's not the one... So there's two. There's the one with Sybil Danning and uh, that you don't like, Sam. The Star Wars The one with... Off. What's his face? John Boy Walton. Yeah. Um, this I is like the, that one because it's got the, I was born in space. <laughs> <laughs> this is the one This is the one with the shitty Luke Skywalker curly haired dude, Planet yeah. Terror, and, and fucking C-3PO's in it. And then no, no, like, no, no, okay. no, 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 no. That's the one Galaxy with Hasselhoff. 
Planet Terror is the one with Robert England, and there's it's a little spaceship at the beginning, and they yeah. get to like a planet, and there's like a glowing orb deal. So it is the one with Sybil Danning. I don't remember anybody but Robert England being in this one. Okay, I'm gonna put Planet Terror on the watch list, and we might pull the trigger on doing it a, an episode on it because I remember that I liked it. I know that much at least. So I never, that? I've never pulled the trigger on Planet Terror because I think that out of all of those, it's definitely the best one as far as like this is almost a solid movie. Hmm. All right. Well, there you go. Thanks for the email. Uh, you can email us if you want to weigh in. Talk at stinkerbandits.com or the socials, even though Twitter not might not be a thing here in a week. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash stinkerbandits. And, you know, like for me, because I I like the likes. That's cool. But if you actually write something down on the Facebook, then I see it. True. Except for That's this, how social media works, Jackie. Except Good for job. this I'm time, I didn't see Christian's. Um, because it's an email. Because it's an email. Oh, that's okay. Still my yeah. favorite method. Yeah. Because okay. I only see the Facebook ones. Right. Okay. Good job. Uh, we're gonna stop this podcast right now. I hope you guys have a great week. Tune in next week for the finale of Any Given Sunday. Happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy your turkeys. Turkeys. Your Native American. Uh, abuse day, I guess. Like, yeah, we're gonna kill you later. Thanks for the turkey <laughs> day. Okay, bye. Bye.